This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor and cookbook author, and the Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutritional medicine, and healthy living taken from my main podcast, The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my free recipes, books, newsletter, and download the app at thedoctorskitchen.com. Doctors can't cook either. We, we don't have that sort of level of culinary knowledge. And in order to translate what we know about nutrition and lifestyle medicine, we rely on the, um, the experts in that, which are people like yourselves. The last year we did a symposium on fermented foods here. Yeah. We were doing the soja and we did, uh, we had a few people from Vermont. They wrote a, a couple books, from, they're Indian. And they did a beautiful presentation. We had the biochemist from Nagano. We had Elad, who's been working on um, it from Israel, working on uh, microbiome for 12 years with Dr. Holly, the lab at Cornell. Holly won the Nobel Prize. So the laboratory there, he was a USDA scientist. The laboratory is run by USDA, the Fortified American Food System. And I met Ray Glan about 13 years ago, so we've been working together. We did collaboration there. And then we had a woman biologist, Japanese biologist, MD, I think, who we presented natto. Look at natto. It's in Africa for a thousand years, and Chinese for maybe a little bit more. Uh, I don't think people know that natto is in Africa as well. They yeah, always sure. associate with the Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, but well, no one goes, no one really goes deep enough, you know. Yeah. Um, even like you say, you have to have. Uh, a professional um, cook, often they do things that are healthy, but they don't know why they do them. Yeah. So if you're not asking constant questions, it's harder for you to get on the health wagon because you, you have to deconstruct, which was what I did in the 80s, so that I could rebuild. What would that be like? Um, well, there's a museum in Brooklyn right now about Chinese cuisine. And I had to do a demo over there because I had to do it for the University of Connecticut because we were working for the alumni. Two years ago, they had given me an honorary PhD, and I had the commencement speaker, and I became friends with a lot of the 
the deans who were like just just looking for somebody to to work with because they 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 have a real struggle finding people that are deep involved in food, and so um, I was getting ready and I heard that uh, a group went through. Well, they went through and through the museum. Museum and the last wall were like forty or fifty circles, all pointing to a center, and. You know, they were saying like, well, this one and that one and this one makes this and this one now. So the building blocks, the building blocks is my cooking since the 80s. And I would take things like asparagus soup, I would take the skin, juice it, put some ascorbic acid, vitamin C, it would stay beautiful. Take the head, blanch that, make the stem a stock and the middle one, middle part of it actually make a soup with onions and garlic, some herbs. But then at the last minute we would put in the chlorophyll from the skin and the smell was amazing. Yeah. And on the way to the room, the dining room smelled like asparagus. So now if we would have made that earlier, just cooking it all the way would have lost some color, wouldn't have the energy, the sweetness would have gone out. So a lot of these components you see in different cuisines, but they're more designed for health, hygiene, and preservation. So. Almost every country around the equator has some co compound uh, mass. Call it miso, mole, curry paste, whatever. And these were there, they, they have their own physiology. They can kill antibodies. They make, uh, I mean, uh, bacteria, they build their own antibodies and kill invading bacteria, like nuca. Uh, I don't know if you studied nuca, but do you know what nuca is? Nuka is the rice bran hull, okay. and they ferment it. And in Nagasaki, there's a university, and they have it registered 200 years old. And in Brestwick, we had a state-registered Nuka that was brought in from the chef's family that was registered 100 years old. So that would be another where it's an invading bacteria. The, the mass does analysis and will terminate the invading bacteria, pretty much like you. So your function. So a lot of the, the, the cultures that we see, uh, to answer your question, uh, they weren't, um, their approach wasn't to medicate or supplement, their approach was to get the body to do what it's designed to do. Yeah. This kind of cuisine, your question is, um, you know, the synergies, uh, both current and ancestral, they've always been uh, where the complexity of Mother Nature, you're not going to figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, properly designed food, like, like this could be something that everybody's running after. They heard it, it's great. So they're going to have a lot of that. And they're not going to understand compounds or other things that we need so we can have bioavailability. And they could even build antibodies because they eat too much of the same food. And they're eating it without the, the mass of other, um, call it whatever you want, you know, call it down to atoms if you want, but there are certain components that would give the transmission of these benefits. And this is the madness that I see constantly today, that um, they jump on something, they eat too much of something that they think is gonna be the answer for health. Yeah. They don't understand histor uh, historically. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like New York when they went nuts over Japanese food. Wasabi was in every puree. Anything that wasn't cooked had ponzo on it. Yeah. Nobody understood anything about what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, or even now, this non-gluten. There was uh, one of the top chefs 
uh, in the country who sent a bag of flour to everybody. And this was three years ago. I told my receiving guy, quick, run after, put it in the truck, get it out of here. Because it had like tapioca, rice flour, potato starch, corn starch, and a whole list of other things that were there. So we're not going to hurt them with gluten, but we're going to kill them with glycemic index. So the carbohydrate mass was ridiculous off the charts. So that would be an example of the sort of the dark side of everything. People jump on the bandwagon, and that's why I say the business machine uh, always complicates things. And when the popularity, as you mentioned, of this Chef and Doctor series, you know, I'm hoping that it actually would calm down. Because, you know, when the business machine starts to get involved, they don't look at the same values looking at the bottom line. Exactly. And there's a big part of that. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutritional medicine and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. And you can find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen. Sign up for free recipes every single week at thedoctorskitchen.com. And don't forget to download the app. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.